Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So 226 of the podcast presented by MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. MyBookie bet, win, get paid. Today we are talking about the murder of Kurt Cobain because it's relevant enough, right guys? I guess so. What's, what's, <laughs> it's uh, it's been what 27 what years. What happened? 1994. What, what was it? 2020. Yeah. That's April 8th, 1994. Love and Death, a book published by Max Wallace and Ian Halperin, a new and explosive investigation into the murder of Kurt Cobain, including exclusive access to the case tapes of Courtney Love's former P.I. Tom Grant and a host of compelling new evidence. Megan, you think Kurt Cobain was murdered? Personally, I do, yes. Um, I have very limited knowledge on the subject. But from what I do know, all signs point to Courtney Love. I think Courtney Love had something to do with it. I don't think she was the person who did oh, it. No, no, no. She, she didn't get her hands dirty yet, but yeah, she no, definitely no. hired somebody. And in this book, it actually, so I'm the only one that's read this book, and mm-hmm. it does say that she did offer someone a lot of money to take out Kurt Cobain, to axe him, if you will. Oh, who's that coming from? Who said that? Who said that? A guy, well, a guy who was killed like a week later, I might add, after he uh, came out saying this. Mm-hmm. That's... Very interesting to me. So, Me- Megan thinks he was murdered. Declan thinks it's a conspiracy theory. As well, I mean, I, it is a conspiracy I mean, theory. I, I just think it's a conspiracy because I grew Megan up. I grew up listening to Nirvana and like y- y- you listen to the lyrics of some Nirvana songs and like you're like, all right, this guy was kind of crying yeah, out for help. What a perfect cover up for Courtney Love to use. Of course, I didn't kill my husband. Do you hear his music? Was I? Uh, you know. Sure. I guess, but like. I, I re- okay, yeah, but I just really don't think it. This I think it's just a full shit conspiracy. <laughs> the, the book, the book starts by saying the first people we contact. So this is Max Wallace and Ian Halpern, the authors of the book, traveling around the world, mainly Seattle and Al- Albertine, Washington, trying to uh, crack this case because again, the there's a lot more to state. it than meets the eye. The first two people we contacted said that they were in hiding. Each gave us the same explanation. They were afraid of her, her being Courtney Love. What made this even more unusual was the fact that these two people were her father and her first husband. (laughs) Oh, she scares us. And when they, they, they found her father, who was the manager for Grateful Dead before they were Grateful Dead. Do you know what their name was before Grateful Dead? I used to, and I don't. I watched a little... We'll get there when we get there. It doesn't say it on this page, but... He he said, do you expect me to talk about Courtney with the camera running? Do you think I have a death wish? How could you be that afraid of your own daughter? Well, you you remember at the Addams Family movie where she she asked for a Barbie for her birthday, and she didn't get a Barbie, and she blew up the house? I'd be afraid of my daughter. And Uncle Fester's just standing there like... Yeah. Do you know that Courtney Love's boyfriend before Kurt Cobain was Billy Corgan? Yeah. From Smashing Pumpkins? And then Nirvana's 
record sales beat Smashing Pumpkins, so Courtney Love started dating Kurt Cobain. She sounds like, oh my god, she sounds like a psycho who just wants money. Sounds like a gold digger to me. And look at all the money she got when Kurt died. <laughs> it says here, but Courtney's boyfriend at the time, Billy Corgan, whose band Smashing Pumpkins had opened for Guns N' Roses the same week she slept with Kurt for the first time, so she cheated on Billy Corgan with Kurt Cobain. For now, Corgan was still more famous than Corgan. Kurt Cobain. Nirvana and the Pumpkins both had albums scheduled for imminent release, Nevermind and Gish. Did I get that right? shared the same producer and when the albums were released they both exceeded expectations making Kurt Cobain and Billy Corgan instant rock Corgan. stars and on the billboard charts however there was no contest by the time Nevermind hit number one in late December 1991 Kurt and Courtney were inseparable of course they were well, here's another interesting fact it has nothing to do with the whole uh, conspiracy but Courtney Love was born on OJ Simpson's 18th birthday well that's that's the nail in the coffin right there Shares a birthday with O.J. Simpson. And here we go. Courtney Love's father, Hank Harrison, headed over to share the good news after she was born with the members of a small San Francisco band that he managed. They were still known as the Warlocks, but within a few months, they would take on their more familiar name, the Grateful Dead. Of course Damn. they were the Warlocks. Of course they were the Warlocks. And bassist Phil Lesh, the only one home at the time when the news broke that Courtney Love was born, was the Godfather. Phil Lesh, the Small godfather world. of Courtney Love. Yeah, apparently when Courtney Love was three years old, her dad, like, tripped her on acid or something. Probably. To experiment, to, to build a, an entirely different, unique set of human beings in the world that were ten times that's, smarter than everybody else. Well, no, that's Well, no, the producer, uh, one, of the, one of the, like, road managers of The Grateful Dead was one of the first people to like release acid to mass groups of people in the United States because it was like for, it first came out as like a CIA like mind control experiment yeah well that's how LSD was introduced to our country the CIA poisoned a water supply of a whole town just uh, to experiment on so human minds tripping, on tripping balls and they had no idea what was going on here, nowhere in the transcripts is there a single suggestion that Harrison, Courtney Love's father, ever gave his baby daughter LSD, as Courtney later uh, explained on national television. What is revealed, however, is that uh, Linda, Courtney's mother, feared he would abduct Courtney and take her to live with him in another country after she threatened divorce. The LSD story appears to be based on the suggestion that Courtney may have been given acid while she was left with a babysitter at a hippie community, perhaps supplying a chemical explanation for her erotic behavior later on. They want to blame her attitude in the now based on that fact that maybe she got fed LSD as a baby. Well, it does that's, seem that's, like that would play a factor. I mean, well, like they big, say that's a big that's a big uh, call to make. Like yeah. she either did or she didn't take LSD. And they're saying it takes a big like toll on her erotic behavior, but what really is her erotic behavior? Like just well, being, here, like, here's a little example of that erotic behavior. So in a letter that she sent to her father at 14 years old, full of chatty references to the crush she had on Kurt Russell and the fact that Lord of the Flies was her favorite book, she brags that she has read her personal file and found herself described as the most shrewd, cunning, devious person uh, her caseworker had ever seen. In another letter written in the same year, she writes, I went out and knifed a girl because I didn't like the way she looked. 
That's uh, interesting behavior, wouldn't you say, Declan? It's very interesting behavior. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's the type of behavior that would like surface from a from a, like a five-year-old acid trip. A psychopath. What's her mother like? Do you know anything about Cornelia's yeah, mother? So, so what's it about? What's it about um, her mom being worried her dad was going to kidnap her? Like, is her dad not a good guy? Well, uh, her dad guy. was with the Grateful Dead. He was high all the time. Oh, so he was a piece of shit, is that what you're so saying? So I guess as a father, he was not great with her as a child, which led her to I mean, resent her parents. Her LSD, then yeah, probably not. Her, mo- like, her, mother, her mother, from what it sounds like, wanted nothing to do with Courtney in the first place. So her mother was very, uh, kind of had like that same personality where it was just like, I'm all about me. And uh, I guess her family didn't really come first. She was traveling all the time. So Courtney ended up resenting them both, ends up becoming like a groupie all over the world, goes to London, um, gets married, got divorced within like two weeks. Uh, It was a groupie for like three or four different bands before... Obviously, Smashing Pumpkins came along with Corrigan and then Nirvana. Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, who were in Nirvana at the time, actually said that um, they used to call her Yoko Uno because that was um, John Lennon's girlfriend with the Beatles, and he was basically whipped. Broke up the band. Yeah, and it, like, quote-unquote, broke up the band, which Courtney Love essentially did to Nirvana. She, like, completely... She, she touched... She basically destroyed everything that she touched. Is what this book is trying to say. Uh, what was Courtney Love's band in the 90s? Hole. Yeah, Hole. She says Hole and Nirvana were like neck and neck too, like the two biggest rock bands of all time. That's not And I'm true. like, I've never heard of Hole. I've never heard of Hole in my life. You haven't? No. Yeah. This is the first time you're hearing of Hole? Hole? Like H-O-L-E, Hole? Yeah. D- never heard of Hole? Apparently, it was, they were just as big as Nirvana in the 90s. That's what Courtney Love says, but Courtney Love also took acid and stabbed a girl, so... <laughs> No, Hole wasn't a very big band. Maybe maybe Hole went like neck to neck with like the Cranberries for a little bit. The Cranberries were bigger than them, I, I think. S- I've heard of the Cranberries though. Never. Heard of well, of course I mean, you have. My opinion has anything to do with it. What? Who? Who is Courtney Love's mother? Like, is she like a, a famous? No, 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 no. Mrs. Love. She, <laughs> Mrs. Love. No, Courtney's uh, uh, loves her middle name. Oh. I think her last name was Harrison. Harrison. But uh, here's Harrison. what a producer said who recorded the first whole ho- album, Ross Rezebeck. He had no such com- compunctions, talking about Courtney for the record, uh, talking about whole. Don't believe the hype. A kinder, gentler Charles Manson is still Charles Manson. <laughs> Damn. Everybody thinks she's a freaking That means, yeah, Everybody this means she's just like a bitch all the time. She's like a raging bitch all the time. I'm trying to find the name of her first husband. It was Moreland, but I don't know his first... But they were married for like two weeks, and when he when he Smashing heard no no this was before Smashing Pumpkins. But this Moreland dude, who she was married to, her ex-husband, said that within the first week of Kurt Cobain's death, he said, "I can see Kurt getting into some ridiculous argument with her and getting so fed up that he ran into the house and blew his head off rather than spontaneously." Most people would want to kill themselves just waking up next to Courtney. The other scenario is is which is the other scenario which is scarier and more cold-blooded is that there was a profit motive for knocking him off. I can also see that happening because Courtney is a violent person who even in the midst of our uh, anonymous, crummy, poverty-stricken little marriage threatened to have me beaten up for $200 when I didn't do what she wanted. I was also so scared of her I caved in immediately. In those days she was just this junkie stripper and 
prostitute, but give somebody like that a couple million and you can't overestimate how dangerous they might be. That's a crazy so quote. And he was married to her for two, two weeks. weeks. And he's saying that. So Moreland was married to Courtney Love for two weeks and even he said that she hired a hitman to beat him up just because she didn't do what he wanted her to do. So imagine Courtney Love with a motive of like millions upon millions of dollars that she'll be inheriting from Nirvana if Kurt Cobain goes. It's fucked. Because the, 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 the story there is that Kurt Cobain was gonna divorce Courtney Love before he died. Maybe he'd still be alive if he did. Probably not, the guy was a mess. What? Right, but what if his mental health got better after he escaped the claws of Courtney Love? He probably never would have escaped her claws, though. That's true. Could you imagine? They All had right. a kid together. Right. So let's he, say he's always going to be involved. Yeah, but still, like, they guy. had a child together. They were always going to be, uh, like, in each true. other's lives one way or another. You know? Well, let's say this. Let's say she is guilty. She did kill Kurt Cobain. Uh, everyone that she's ever met in her life is saying that she's a psychopath. But how did she get away with it? Well, that, I mean, that's the conspiracy theory. Exactly. And it's stupid because there's all this and evidence out think? there, and every time she goes and speaks about it, she doesn't do a good job at covering it up if she did do it. Really? Well, she's She so never wants free. to talk about it, and she, she never released the death photos. Which is, like the, which is the, the biggest fuck? piece of evidence Not that really. the police can look at and say, what happened here? That, it could be like, look, these are my, my husband's, like... My dead husband. These are his photos when he was when yeah, he died. Like what? She's the only one that has them. And also. Okay. Well, she was married to him. Wasn't why the gun facing? Wasn't the gun facing the wrong way? Like they found the That's gun. That's what and, I'm saying. So like, like, if they looked at the death photos, they would be able to determine what happened. Like. Why? What, why is she the only one that has them? Because even the police who determined that it was a suicide, they were corrupt cops, and that's a fact. Because the chief of police who's also in this book, had to resign five years later after the fact because he was involved in a, uh, a corrupt act uh, revolving or surrounding theft for, like, he, like, stole $10 million. So, like, he's a known corrupt cop. So he cop. wants money, too, so which he, means he probably just took Courtney Love corrupt, money to not yes, release anything. Yes, he's a known corrupt cop, and the guy who did the autopsy on Kurt Cobain and decided that it was a suicide on the spot which has never been seen before. Like, even Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, the the guy that uh, uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney poke fun at in Hello on Broadway. Uh, He obviously OD'd on heroin. Heavy heroin user, heavy heroin addict. Uh, There was like five or six needles like on, at the scene of his death. Like it was obvious what he did, but they still didn't determine what happened until like three or four days later when they did all of the research, did the autopsy. Right. Like, they determined on the spot, as soon as they got there, that Kurt Cobain committed suicide. And apparently his uh, his credit card was stolen, his, uh, his driver's license was taken out of his wallet and taken away before the cops even got there. So, like, the, the case is already kind of screwed up because there's people's handprints all over the case as it is before the cops even got there, which is proven. What in- the argument against that is that what he just didn't have his wallet on him or he just didn't have anything on him like whatever no i mean if you bring any of this up to anybody it's oh we don't even look into suicide cases that was like their number one excuse every time this uh investigator tom grant who's like the biggest uh party against what actually happened like he truly believes that courtney love murdered 
Kurt Cobain, and he was hired by Courtney Love to find Kurt Cobain. And within a week, he's just like, okay, something doesn't add up here. And he started uh, doing more research against Courtney Love to prove that oh, she was that's murdered. Cool. That's, and, very, that's and, very interesting because um, she hired him to investigate. Yeah. And he was like, but this he is had all sketchy. this evidence spewed out. Uh, uh, Sergeant Cameron, I forget his first name, but Sergeant Cameron, uh, head of Seattle Police Department, he had all of this evidence laid out on his front desk, and he, just, he like wouldn't even look at it. He's like, yeah, we, we it's a suicide. We don't look into suicide cases. Get all this stuff out of my face. So the entire Seattle Police Department, and it, they 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 interviewed uh, the head of the Bronx Police Department, uh, uh, other other stations as well, and they all say like, yeah, you don't rule the day of, of of the of the crime or the day of the the death what happened. You know, like you you, you, you go back, you look at all the fingerprints, all the DNA. Uh, you immediately assume that there was foul play before you determine anything else, according to the, some of these police officers. Why is that? Why is well, why do, is that like? Because that's the first thing you look at in the sense of you know finding who who else was involved. Like you don't immediately just assume oh he committed suicide. Like you could you could say oh he committed suicide, but you still have to look at all the information. Yeah, you don't true. rule it a suicide legally, like, when you get there. And then there was the uh, idea that Courtney tried to kill Kurt when they were in Rome because that was, like, technically his first suicide attempt. No, he OD'd in Rome. Well, they were saying that he OD'd on roofies. I was going to bring that up, yeah. Roofies, and uh, it, was, it was a mix of roofies and champagne, but apparently they were her roofies. Like, they were prescribed to her. You can get roofies prescribed? It's a prescription drug over the counter in London too, for whatever. Or no, not London. Um, uh, France, Italy, Italy, <laughs> Rome, and uh, the, <laughs> the theory there is that she gave him enough to kill him then and there, but it didn't work. Interesting. And that would have been ruled a suicide as well. Correct. And that one would have gone over so much easier because he would have just OD'd uh, on drugs, and he was already a junkie to begin with with heroin. Well, you know, when he died, he had, like, he had, like, an absurd amount of heroin. And that's, that's the biggest argument to be made. So he had, like, seven times the amount of heroin that the average user uses in his system, which means he couldn't have been conscious to, to pull the trigger and kill himself. And that's what all the detectives say. Well, but at the same time, like, there's, it, like, I don't know if it kicks in right away. Like, he could have, he could have done it and then just said, fuck it, I'm going to die anyway. Before it all kicked in, he just shot himself in the head. That's but again, I mean, like if you have that much in you, it, it kicks in pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess so. Even, even they said that even the most tolerant heroin user, which he probably was because he did all the time, he had like 1.5, uh, like the average user is like half a milligram or something of heroin. And he had like uh, yeah, 1.5 like like milligrams of heroin. So look at that. The... the 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 bullet shell was faced in the wrong direction. It was it was like placed at like the right side of his head when it should have been like on the left side of his foot. The way like the trajectory of the gun after he shot it would have landed. Right. And they're saying that he definitely couldn't have shot the gun because he had seven times the amount of heroin in the system that the average user would have, which could kill him anyways. Yeah, I don't know. That's always just been my like my thought process through this whole thing is that he shot up a shitload of heroin and said, I'm going to die anyway, and just killed himself before, like, 
And again, I do think he would have died anyway shortly after that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a few years after that. Um, I, I, if, like, none of that happened, yeah. And here, he, so Detective Donald Cameron, he said when Cameron closed the Cobain case in 1994, he publicly declared that he would be very willing to reopen uh, the case if it if it, he were presented with new evidence pointing to homicide, which he was. But three years later, uh, they decided to take him up on his offer. They arrived at the offices of the Seattle Police Department Homicide Division in 1997 following a BBC camera crew. Um, and their, their new evidence compiled over three years since Kurt's death included the polygraph of a man who said that he was offered $50,000 to kill Kurt Cobain. By Courtney Love? Yeah. Like, personally. The Courtney Love went to him. I was like, I'll give you 50K if you kill my husband so I can inherit millions upon millions of dollars. That's correct. And this guy and was how? killed shortly after. Oh, so he, he could never testify against her, pretty much. Yes. So musician Alan Wrench stands on the spot where Eldon Hoke, a.k.a. El Duce, was run over by a train eight days after Hoke told the... BBC, which is a British news company, that Courtney had tried to hire him to kill Kurt Cobain. Wrench was the last person to see Hoke alive. So this guy admitted that uh, he was a hired gun by Courtney Love, and then he was run over by a train eight days later. Well, did he admit? That he, he was going to be paid 50 grand to kill Kurt Cobain, or he was he, offered 50 grand. But he didn't say he did do it. He didn't do it. He was killed eight days later. Oh, this was before Kurt yeah. Cobain died? Damn, okay. I thought this guy like came out afterwards and said yeah. she also offered me Leland money. Leland Cobain, which is Kurt Cobain's grandfather on his father's side, completely believes that his grandson was the victim of the murder. All right, well, growing up, just so you know, Kurt Cobain, his parents kicked him out of the house because they didn't want to take care of him. He moved in with his uncle and aunt. They kicked him out because they didn't his want to take care of him. His entire family kicked him out on like, both sides. Then he sides. moved in with his grandparents. And he was like, and eventually they kicked him. They out. kicked him out. He went back to his fucking aunt and uncle, and they kicked him out. Have again. you ever seen I mean, Montage of Heck, Declan? Yeah, that's right. They did all this out. So like, he was kicked out of like every single house, and then he finally found like a friend, and his dad was like a preacher, like a total uh, churchgoer. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Simpsons? Yeah, he was like Mr. Um, what's his What's his name with the mustache? Yeah, that guy. That That's who he compares himself to in this book. He's like, I was basically this guy from The Simpsons, and I guess Kurt kind of took a, a liking to him, so he kept going to church, and uh, uh, they met up with Chris Novoselic at that church because Chris Novoselic's girlfriend at the time made him go to church, and that's how Kurt <laughs> and Chris Novoselic met each other because they were, like, both forced to go to church. Yeah, it was just sick. Like, Kurt Cobain definitely didn't have it easy. He got, like... I don't even know if I should talk about this, but he got like uh, molested by this, like by like by this girl. Uh, I don't think that was the case. I think they molested the girl. It was like this. So he would hang out, hang around these kids who were kind of dicks, and they would go to this girl's house that they knew, who had special so, needs. And she was like and a she heavy had, set like, girl. in the basement, and they yeah, would and take she had booze, so they would just get wasted, and then they would just like fuck with her. But then, like one time, Kurt went over by himself. For some reason, because he was curious. Yeah, and he got. Uh, I mean, at that point, so I guess the the story in Montage of Heck is that he tried to commit suicide once when he was in high school, and he tied himself to uh, train tracks, and that when when the train came by, it was on the other side, 
so he like completely screwed up his own suicide and that's when he realized like oh shit maybe i should get my stuff together like he had one of those like suicidal attempt failures where he was like oh shit why would i want to do that yeah total epiphany and uh but the story there i think when he went to the girl's house is that he he was planning on killing himself but he's like i'm not gonna die a virgin so he was gonna sleep with a girl who had mental issues which is not an all okay but yeah yeah but I'm pretty sure he was, like, traumatized by whatever happened. They always say the biggest thing, too, is that it's so easy to make a junkie's murder look like a suicide because you could just blame it on drugs. Exactly. And if you ever watch Soaked in Bleach, which is the documentary, like, basically about Tom Grant telling the story about what he knew about Courtney Love and what he told her, was that she basically manipulated everybody to believe that he was suicidal, but, like, when you ask his closest friends, like, he definitely, like, he definitely had his issues, but he definitely pretty didn't want to kill himself. I don't know. Uh, he was pretty messed up. You ask, like, Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, they say he was pretty messed up. He was pretty sad. I don't know if they've ever gone public, like, in an interview talking about the murder conspiracies. Yeah. Um, no, not about the murder conspiracies. They tell stories and whatnot. It's no. not really their place. What is the relationship between their daughter and Courtney, or their daughter and Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic? I don't know what their relationship is with Francis Cobain. I know Francis and Courtney Love are like estranged, though. Yeah, they like, don't. They're have not involved. Francis Cobain. Courtney kind of Love will go on talk shows saying that they're involved in each other's lives, though. That's the thing. But like, if you look up stuff on the news, or like, even. Um, Frances being herself, like, her mother wasn't even invited to her wedding, nothing like that. But Courtney Love will go on, like, Jimmy Kimmel and be like, yeah, we're, we're like, best friends. We watch shows all the time. Yeah. And who's to say if she's lying or not? We're not involved in their lives, but... Well, all I know but, is Dave Grohl ended up with all the uh, Nirvana inheritance, and he gave it all to Frances Beans. So. No, the whole... That's cool. Yeah, no, he was like, fuck you, Corey. And that's why, that's the whole conspiracy, that she was going to get everything after he died, which she did initially, for whatever, I mean, I guess... Yeah, and Dave Grohl sued her. I guess in their <laughs> prenup, Kurt and Courtney basically said, um, if we ever get divorced, I get what's mine, you get what's yours. And obviously Nirvana and Hole, not the same paychecks. No, no. Despite Courtney was... Love's beliefs. Well, Kurt was obviously making more than Dave and Chris. But um, I guess Courtney, I guess the one thing in the clause was that either spouse would get everything from the other if one were to die before, like, if one was widowed, basically. Yeah. Which is what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently all the suicide notes are, are fake. Like, if you look at that suicide note, it's basically him saying that he's tired of fame. He was, like, tired of Nirvana. He was, like, wanting to take a break from it. And then, like, at the bottom, completely different handwriting, saying, like, yeah, I can't go on with life anymore. I've, I've heard that conspiracy, that the suicide note was, like, not a suicide note that was turned into a suicide note by just, like, writing bullshit on it. And, and the story in this book is there's... Uh, their lawyer, Rosemary Carroll, who was like their personal lawyer and good friend, she said that she f- found Courtney Love's backpack that she left at her house like a few days after the murder because I guess she was staying there. She didn't want to stay in the house. She found in her backpack that she left a piece of paper with all these different types of handwritings on it as if she was trying to mimic other handwritings. 
There was like A through Z all in different forms of lettering and that's when she was like, what the hell is this? And I guess there was also like a checklist because Courtney made checklist of what she was going to do. And she's like, all right, Thursday the 7th, she was going to fake her own overdose so that she'd be in the hospital so that when Kurt's body was found, they know where she was, nowhere to be seen, like nowhere near the incident. You're saying her friend found this checklist? Yeah. Her and lawyer the found this checklist. The lawyer found it and on the checklist said, I'm going to fake my own overdose. Yeah. Basically, well, stage an overdose so well, that the media that knows be enough evidence for them to open a... That's what I'm saying. There's, like, a ton of evidence in this book to say... How, how is there not, like, a bigger investigation on it? At the time, at least. Yeah. I mean, like, now it's a folklore, but... Up, like, yeah. yeah, but what's, what's the term for when enough time has passed? Like, Old case? No. Like, even if she said, I did do it, she, she can't get arrested because... Well, that's like the case with O.J. Simpson. He yeah. could admit to anything, and it's, yeah, it's, it's over. Well. Saying so after a certain amount of time, you could admit to a crime, and you're What's good to go. When enough time has passed? Holy shit! So what does that mean? Like I could murder someone, and if they don't catch me for ten years, I can admit to it. But it's been ten years, so they can't do anything about it. What? That's the dumbest shit. No, but there's there's stories of like. Well, murder, murderers murder, from like the seventies. But you guys, you guys just use, you guys just use Casey Anthony and and. No, I'm pretty. I don't know. I feel like it depends. I, I don't. I don't know the exact. I don't know. I hear stories all the time of like serial killers from the seventies getting caught today in their eighties. Yeah, but are they still killing? No, but they still going to fucking jail. Yeah, they're still going to jail. Here's another one. So when uh, Kurt overdosed in Rome, Courtney Love didn't call the hospital until four hours after the fact that he was unconscious. And he still survived? And he still survived. And when they got into the ambulance, she was in, like, full makeup. Like, she, he was laying there unconscious while she got up, went to the bathroom, and basically got her shit together, put her makeup on and everything. So here's a picture of her in the ambulance after his alleged suicide attempt and her, like, in perfect makeup in the ambulance. Uh, she sounds like a fucking psycho to me! Obviously, she's not. Wow, I'm seeing a lot of oh, evergreen trees. Oh, and then here's the, here's the letter, north. too. Or, or her, her mixing up the handwriting. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> she's got, like, five different types of lowercase d's. Yeah. She has a whole row of, like, eight lowercase a's, and she was like, nah, fuck that, cross them all out, and then wrote another row of lowercase a's. I, I definitely don't think she's innocent, that's for sure. There's definitely 1,000% enough evidence to at least reopen the investigation. I think the handwriting is enough evidence to open up an investigation. I think the fact that her own father thinks that she did it is enough evidence to say. How, how's your own guardian, the person that raised you? Here's another, uh, this is totally not in Kurt Cobain's conspiracy, but Kristen Pfaff, who was the basis for Hole and was in the process of leaving Courtney and Hole, she was found dead on in June of 1994. So here's the story there. She was the basis for Hole. Um, never did drugs in her life. From Minnesota, never did drugs in her life. Moved to Seattle to record with Hole. Courtney gets her hooked on heroin. Nice. Which is another story that Courtney would just, like, get people addicted to drugs so that she can control them. Yeah. Uh, and... That's being 
And then Kurt Cobain dies, so she's like, oh my god, I gotta get out of here. Massachusetts so, so, so Kristen Pfaff quit Hole, like in the midst of Hole's, like, prime, I guess you could say, even though I've never heard of them. Uh, and she left, she moved back home to Minnesota to get clean. Uh, came back to Seattle a few months later for one day. Came back to Seattle for one day to move out all of her stuff. Ha- hasn't talked to Courtney in months. Um, was off drugs for three months at this point. And she uh, goes back for one day. One day in Seattle, found dead on a heroin overdose the next morning. Yeah, that shit happens all the time. It and sucks. it's a fact that Courtney Love was in her house that night. Like, Courtney Love went on record saying, like, yeah, I was over the house that night. So maybe Courtney was like, you think you're going to leave my band? And just exactly. Fucking- so there's Kurt Cobain. There's Kristen Pfaff. There's this El Duce guy that was... Su- yeah, that was supposedly... Was, my name was is El Duce. That I, I was going to... I was offered was 50 grand to kill, to kill Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Cobain. Exactly. Just a hitman. And uh, he was run over by a train eight days later. I'm going back to this. I know you guys were talking about it a second ago, or a couple minutes ago, but he came out and said that Courtney Love paid him... 50 grand. And is this before Kurt died, or is this after Kurt died? This is after the fact. So after Kurt died, he came out and said, Courtney Love paid me to kill Kurt Cobain. Correct. And then he was found dead. Yes. I think El Duce is full of shit. I think El Duce is making it all up. Wait, did we did we just confirm that El Duce was post Kurt Cobain? I believe so. Okay, I'm trying yeah, to so confirm I that. I, I mean, it doesn't have the exact date, but I'm sure it was after the fact. If it was before the fact, and then Kurt Cobain ends up dying a few days later, that's yes, one. Then there's a lot of suspicion there. Yeah, then yeah, there's a lot yeah, of suspicion. Yeah, yeah that's so what it I'm had saying. to be after the if fact. If it happened afterwards, and we already know that Courtney Love is crazy as it is, he could have just been making that all up just to get attention and Courtney Love was so pissed off because she's like who the fuck is this guy trying to involve himself in my ordeal and then just has him killed out of anger so you think out of anger for not letting her mourn the death of her husband she had him killed or you think he's trying to mess with the fact that I did murder my husband let me have him killed no I think I think in all reality, since it is the fact that this guy came out and, 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 and made the accusations that he did, that Courtney Love hired him to kill Kurt Cobain, and then he was found dead, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kurt Cobain did kill himself and she was mourning his death, and then this guy came out and for attention and to, to raise eyebrows say that Courtney Love hired me to kill Kurt Cobain. Why would he just say that? Like, was he, you think he was the first conspira- conspiracy theorist? No, but he was the first one that got traction. Who? El Duce. I don't think, it, no, I think it was that Tom Grant guy, her, her private investigator. He, like, found this out? Or, like, El she, Duce? Tom El Duce Grant was, Tom like, Grant was hired. Mall, like, my name is El Duce. Tom Grant. I, what is his name, actually? El Duce. Hoke. Hoke. H-O-A-K? What is El Duce? Is Eldon Hoke. Like El- My name is El Duce. Spell El Duce. It could be Deuce. L? D-U-S-E. S-E? Or it's not It's not C-E with a little asterisk on top? No, I think it's Duce. There's an L in It's got to be El Duce. Dulce? Wait, where does the L part come in? In the beginning, El Duce. El Duce. E-L space D-U-S-E. Correct. It's an S, not a C, and E with a little accent mark on it. Duce? 
Duce. Because I feel like if it's Spanish, El Duce would be D-U-C-E. With a with a with an accent on the E. Yeah, El Duce is full of shit. He's full of shit. That's why I'm saying he's full of shit. Some guy. Yeah, and he didn't even know how to spell Duce, so. He's full of shit. Declan. No, his name is Hoke. We already went over this. El Duce is his hitman name. He fucked up the spelling. He blew his own he blew his own cover by fucking up the spelling of El Duce. And then there's always the uh, the day of the death. Courtney like went on like the loudspeakers wherever like in Seattle. Yeah, there was like a memorial. and she basically read the note, and it just sounded like she wrote the note. Like all all of the sayings, Kurt was just like, "Yeah, I'm being a whiny little baby." It's like, would Kurt Cobain say that, or would Courtney Love say that? And yeah, her, no, lawyer, her lawyer, her, her, her lawyer, her Rosemary Carroll saw the note. She's like, "These have a lot more Courtney Love sayings than they have Kurt Cobain sayings." Just like the way things were written and like the the things that were said in it. If she was trying to get away with murder, and she knew that she wrote his. Suicide note? Why would she publicly read it? And she had to promote Hole's new uh, uh, tour. That's the other thing that she did. The day of the murder, she promoted her band's tour. Yeah. And who does that hurt in the end? Francis Cobain. Cobain. She was screwed from the get-go. She was an infant. She was born into just craziness. She was... Oh, so that's the other one. She was married, but Francis Cobain's husband at the time tried to sue Courtney Love because he believed that she wanted to have him murdered by four guys who came to his house and beat the crap out of him and stole his guitar. What? Yeah. Dude, what is going on here? So there's four different cases, so to speak, that Courtney that Love could be involved in. That if she really did try to get all of these men murdered and she still not caught. Well, that's the thing. So if all of this is true, there's at least four people dead. And she has done such a terrible job at covering it up, and yet she still got away with it. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can you call it a terrible job if, like, if it's literally just considered a conspiracy? It's not even, like, an idea. But there's so much evidence. evidence. There's so much evidence. Yeah, there's also evidence that Tom Hanks is sucking blood out of children's necks. But, again, it's a conspiracy. That's what makes it a conspiracy. There's cold, hard evidence that is just so believable. Yeah, but this private investigator was with Courtney Love the week it all went down. And he said that everything that she uh, told him didn't add up. Everything that he made her do at the time, like, go here when the body's way over here. Or, like, go here when she wanted to, like, talk privately with the guy that she was with over here. Like, Dylan Carlson, who was apparently Kurt Cobain's best friend, who was also a heroin addict, uh, was with Tom Grant investigating the scene, trying to find the body or trying to find the shotgun that Kurt Cobain was going to kill himself with, which he ended up doing, supposedly. And uh, this Dylan Carlson guy, every time Tom Grant wanted to talk to him, Courtney Love would take him aside first, shoot him up with heroin, and then, like, manipulate him into saying, like, things that she would say. What what are we thinking? Like, Courtney Love was using heroin as mind control? Basically. Now, that's a conspiracy. I like that. That she's doing the the same... Instead of people giving her, feeding her acid for mind control and she was a baby, she's using their addiction to heroin to use mind control against them because of what happened to her with acid. See, it all makes sense then. I mean, like that. Maybe it's all her dad's fault in the end. Dad made her a psychopath. I mean, either way, she sounds like she has... 
serious problems. Yeah, but you, we, I... Psychopathic tendencies. Psychopathic tendencies that did not derive from any sort of, like, psychedelic experiment her dad did on her as a kid. Because we already know that her mother wasn't in the picture, so her mother acquires some of the, some of the same, you know, tendencies that she does. Like, self, selfish issues, abandonment issues, I don't know. This definitely doesn't help his case, but I guess the album title for In Utero was originally going to be I Hate Myself and I Want to Die. But the record company said, we cannot name it that, Kurt. Name it something else. But apparently that was all a joke. But in Francis Cobain's case, she was dubbed the heroin baby when she was born because Courtney Love was high on heroin when she was pregnant with the baby. Yeah. No, literally, babies that were that are born with, like, within heroin addiction are called heroin babies because they have to be weaned off of heroin when they're born. Like, they have withdrawals. Newborn babies go through withdrawal because they're they're inside the body. They were being fed heroin, and now when they're out, they're not. They literally go through withdrawal because they're addicted to heroin. How horrible is that? So sad. How does she not get in trouble for that? A known fact that she's doing heroin. Can't she just get arrested for possessing heroin? But she wasn't, see? Like, she wasn't, though. Like, it was a known fact that she was high. I mean, right, I guess, I guess she, she tried to deny it. Right. She tried to deny it. She's like, I've been off heroin for a year, except for that time two weeks ago. It's like, okay, so you did heroin two weeks ago. I think it was Axl Rose who actually went on stage in front of, like, 85,000 people and, like, said, like, yeah, I think she's pregnant and she's still using heroin, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good luck, Kurt. <laughs> I'm on a night train. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but apparently, like, in the midst of all that, uh, Francis Cobain was, what, f less than a year old? Yeah, she was still, like, an infant when that happened. Apparently, Kurt, like, that's what I'm saying, like, how less than a year. Um, I think, or at least this book says that Kurt Cobain was at his happiest after he became a dad. So it's like, even that, even that kind of makes you think, like, what really happened here? Foul play. Watch out, vehicle stopped on shoulder ahead. Oh, a couple of years ago that Dave Grohl said him and Courtney Love are friends, like, they, they talk to They, they, are acquaintances. They, you know, they right. put their differences aside. They let bygones be bygones, but they're not the biggest fans of one another. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I bet he absolutely hates her. <laughs> yeah. like, this well, have, this have you ever seen Nirvana's Hall of Fame induction? When they're all up there? So, like, Dave gave a speech and everybody went nuts. Chris gave a speech, everybody went nuts. Uh, Kurt Cobain's mom gave a speech and everybody was just kind of like, yeah. Because it's said that Kurt Cobain's mom, like, hated him. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's not like any mother hates their child, but, like, at the same time, she, like, really wasn't involved in his life. And then Courtney Love came on stage to give a speech and she just got booed out of the building. Yeah, everyone just freaked out. No way. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. She was like, this is such a great honor. And everyone was just yeah, and she had she had one of the trophies. She like basically so it was Dave Grohl, Chris Novoselic, and Kurt Cobain. Grohl and Novoselic get to be honored, and then she acted as if she was like taking Kurt Cobain's trophy as her own. Like you weren't even in the band. You killed the guy, so 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 Hole could headline that festival, and Nirvana was gonna headline or some shit like. Down. And the same, um, the same guy who did the autopsy on Kurt Cobain was the same dude who did the autopsy on Kristen Pfaff, the bassist from Hole. 
Interesting. So, who's really good friends with Courtney Love. So Courtney Love's like personal examiner. Yeah. He was probably zoinked when he did it too. <laughs> yeah, she's mind controlling him with, with heroin. He's doing the autopsy. He's like oh, here's another the body one. Open. So uh, an officer. Courtney Love's face. Like this never happened. Antonio Terry was shot and killed in the middle of the night while driving home from work in an unmarked car. So Antonio Terry was a police detective, also a good friend of Courtney Love, who was on the case of Kurt Cobain's um, death at the scene. Why are two of her closest friends a body examiner and a police officer? Well, this guy. So this guy. <laughs> this guy apparently. Why is she just such close friends? Why do so? And why do so many of her? Why do so many people in her life die? What's going on with that? So Antonio Terry. So this was June, so June fourth, nineteen ninety four. Antonio Terry, invest, who was a detective, was shot and killed. But he was on the case of Kurt Cobain, like trying to find the DNA on the on the shotgun. That was like his assignment at the time, to find if Kurt Cobain had really shot himself, basically. So I guess they were doing a little bit of digging, unless this guy was doing it on the side, and he was shot and killed. A few months after the fact, he started doing that. So and then Kristen Pfaff was killed two weeks after that. Or supposedly OD'd on heroin after so they that. both died in June of 94. Kurt Cobain yeah, well, died they, in April of 94. Correct. So that's three deaths in three months. Yeah. All, like, all good friends with Corey Miller. And we can't forget El Duce. El Duce. That's four. How do you spell that? D-U-S-E. Ah, you're full of shit. <laughs> Worcester. This is where we were supposed to go see the WWE draft. Good thing we didn't. It was lame. I wonder what Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl really think, though. I bet they I mean, think if there's he's... still a solid investigation going on, maybe they even not... What if they, like, find a bunch of evidence, and then, like, Chris, Dave, and, and uh, Francis Bean come out with an album called called Mommy Murdered Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> My lead singer was killed by a psychopath wife. And then the hit track, and then the final track, the number one single... El Duce. <laughs> so after, like, and that's just some of the stuff that's in the book. I was trying to, like, skim through the pages to find more, but it's kind of hard. If I, like, uh, actually did my homework beforehand and made some bullet points, maybe that would have been a lot more uh, smooth. But yeah, uh, none of us know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we really don't. Jack, you're 21 years old. You don't need to do homework. But from some of that research, what would you say is the biggest convincing or compelling argument to uh, say that I said it before. I think the most convincing thing has got to be how the lawyer found the, the pieces of paper with, like, different yeah, handwriting that's, on it. That's, yeah, that's definitely Declan's I still think, like, the fact that there was that much heroin in his system at the time, he couldn't have possibly shot the gun himself. Uh, yeah, that's a good argument, too. That's a great argument. But we also don't know how long... Takes to kick in. Uh, uh, initially, it's got to be initially. Uh, um, from movies I've seen where people take heroin, it yeah. seems like it's a pretty instant gratification. Yeah, like when Jesse in Breaking Bad does heroin for the first time. Yeah, remember when Jane ODs? That's like instantaneously. No, no, it's like in the middle of the night and she starts throwing up. And, and then Walt, Walt watches Walt's her right die. There and you can flip her around. I so watched Jane die. Yeah, I could have saved her. Three seasons. But I didn't. Three seasons later. He's like, you don't think I've ever crossed you? He's like, no, you're soft. He's like, I watched Jane die. And he just walks away. And Jesse starts crying. Like, well, Jane was uh, Jesse's, Jesse's girlfriend. girlfriend. OD on heroin. Right there. Could have, he broke in to, like, to take money from Jesse. Why didn't he help her? Because then his fingerprints were gone. That, well, that, that's really messed up. 
Damn, that's Breaking, breaking bad, bad for you. So I think that the Kurt Cobain thing, back on topic, piece of evidence that you could say that he was murdered was that there's no way he had the, I guess, consciousness to shoot the shotgun. The fact that the 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 the, the shell yeah, of the too. bullet the was complete right was not in the right place. Well, like you can speculate that all day long whether or not that should have been in the right place or not. Right. Only experts can really determine that. Uh, the fact that Courtney Love practiced different handwriting to say that she forged the suicide note. The Rome stuff, I think, has a lot of traction to it, saying that that was her first attempt to murder him. Because, like, really, four hours after the fact, that's when you call the hospital. Yeah, Your husband's just like, lying there bleeding. Not, like, that, I feel like that's just someone creating another conspiracy about another time he OD'd. So what, every time he OD'd, he, it's not because he was a fucking drug addict? But again, it, w- it wasn't his roofies, though. It was hers. It was his wife, so... It's not a, yeah, it's not a party drug. That's what I'm saying. So, he woke up. So, her attempt here was to murder him in Rome, but it didn't work. However, when he woke up, he didn't remember what happened. Yeah. And, and back to El Duce, whatever... El Duce. Uh, that's creepy that he was murdered right after he said that. Kristen Graff did, or whatever. You got a a Kristen Faff. Faff. Um, that's really scary. Yeah, just the fact that, like, all these people are coming out and then all of a sudden they're dead. Like, that's... that's Four people, and then, of course, Francis' ex-husband. And the, the, um, the corrupt police officers. That's the biggest thing. The the entire Seattle Police Department was corrupt. They didn't even look at the investigation. Shoddy investigation from the get-go. I don't know. I I think she did it. And the only person that could tell us the truth is dead, El Duce. El Duce didn't know shit. I mean, that's the biggest argument. Like, if it was indeed a murder, don't you think someone would have cracked that case by now? Not exactly. How could Courtney Love be able to pull this shit off? I don't get it. Yeah, this is off topic. You think there's a Five Guys nearby? Well, that'll wrap up the podcast. Episode 226. You got to check out this book, A New and Explosive Investigation. Well, not really new. It was in 2005 this book came out. Explosive Investigation into the Murder of Kurt Cobain, Love and Death by Max Wallace and Ian Halperin. This was episode 226 of the podcast presented by Tick Pick. I'm so bummed. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's probably gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used tick pick. Wait, what'd you say? Tick pick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, tick pick. I thought you said tick pick. No hidden fees. Download today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.